Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 462, and today we are going to do another hot seat. This is the first hot seat of 2018, and today, myself and Chris Schaefer are going to be digging into an email that came through uh the support desk over at the amazing seller and had some questions and concerns about uh, their launch and why they didn't get any sales during the launch as far as when they built the email list they sent out the emails but they didn't get one sale and we're going to dig into that so chris are you there, my friend? I am, brother. How are you doing this morning? I am doing well, and you may notice, everyone listening, that Chris sounds a little different today, and that is, well, a couple different reasons. Number one, you are in Pennsylvania, correct? I am. I'm freezing my butt off in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and you are on a different mic, and you are, like you just said, you feel like a kid back in high school when you were down in the basement doing your thing, whatever that was. For me, it was playing the guitar and stuff. And, uh, you know, you still got your, your parents upstairs kind of like uh, doing their thing and uh, because you're there visiting for the holidays. Is that correct? Absolutely, man. And it, it's funny, you know, because we, we've done some workshops and stuff from here, but we haven't really recorded any static podcasts. And normally they're pretty quiet, but you can hear them stomping around upstairs. They can uh, they can definitely hear me because my voice is about two octaves lower than it normally is. I'm losing it a little bit, but our buddy Wasim sent us an email and, you know, it, I, I, I thought it was a pretty interesting one, Scott. So if you want to add into that, that this morning. Yeah, absolutely. And if it if you start to break up, Chris, because I can kind of hear it a little bit, then I'm going to have to pause and we'll have to go ahead and you guys listening won't know. I'll pause it and we'll clean it up. But uh, just bear with us, guys, if you do hear a little bit of breakup. But uh, Chris is in like sub degree weather right now. So maybe the uh, maybe the Internet is not cooperating or whatever. It was going in and out all day yesterday. It's held pretty steady this morning. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and try to read that email for us so we can kind of get an understanding of what Wasim is uh, struggling with. And then we'll dig into uh, what we feel are some of the issues and things that we would work on and kind of dig into a little bit deeper. Awesome. So kind of the gist of it, Scott, is that Wasim did build an email list. He's got his product. It's in Amazon. He built an email list of right around 6,000 people. And when he went to launch the product, he got 1,000 opens, which isn't great. It's not bad, but it's not great. And he got 100-something clicks. It sounded like he got, I think it was 120 people onto the listing. And he didn't sell anything. And he's kind of curious as to why. He gave us the details of the listing. And he said, you know, there's, there's a couple things I want you guys to know. The uh, photos are not professional. I expect them to be ready soon. The listing is indexed for its major keywords. The initial questions on the listing will be added soon from friends. So it sounds like he's getting some questions added to the listing. I generally don't suggest that people do that, but if you want to, go ahead, I guess. Um, I don't I don't mess with that just because I don't want Amazon to think that we're doing anything black hat, right? So if customers have questions, I have them added. Otherwise, I don't, I don't mess with that at all. Uh, Four, there's a color variation on the way to FBA warehouses. Five, the launch price is $139. The price I offer to my email audience is $90. That's a 35% savings or $49 off. The product is bundled with a frequently bought together item. And I would say the launch price of $139 might be slightly above an average in this category, given the fact that the item is often a gift and is valued at $35. It's actually below, uh, below average on the bottom line. So he's saying the frequently bought together item, that item he bundled it together with, is about $35 in value. 
So he kind of increased the value of both the primary item and the secondary item. Does that make sense, Scott? It, it does. And, uh, you know, as we're kind of going through this, I'm even starting to have some more thoughts than you and I just had briefly when you and I were pre-chatting a little bit just to kind of go through this so we had a little bit of an understanding. Um, but I'm starting to see even something else appear here, um, which I'll dig into as soon as you're ready. But uh, yeah, keep going. So the audience that he created was created in two giveaways, uh, and they were both targeted. I mean, from from what we can tell from what he said, the audience is correct for his giveaway. The break-even retail price for this product, Scott, is $70. Jeez. He said, I'm planning to initiate PPC uh, once I have the photos, which should be next week. So he should be running PPC right now. And some of the main keywords he gave us here that we kind of pulled up and took a look at depth and demand and all of the stuff that we normally do. And he said, you know, what do you think could be a good launch strategy for high ticket products? Like does giveaway still work for high ticket products or is that kind of above the impulse purchase level? And then what can I do to relaunch this product after failing once taking into account that I already told my email list that the deal ended and would not want to lose credibility by announcing the same deal again. So Scott, what are kind of your initial thoughts on this? And I know you put together a, a quick checklist for us to run through here on some of the points we wanted to really highlight. Yeah, well, let me first off you know, start by saying that, uh, you know, there is no right or wrong, you know, answer here. We can't give you like, this is exactly what's going to happen. This is exactly what's going to work. But by kind of going through this process a few different times now, uh, in, in different products, we, we feel that it does definitely work to the right audience. Now, that doesn't mean that every audience is going to work, but Usually what happens, Chris, is when someone builds a list and it doesn't work, it's because they use the wrong offer. In this case, I don't believe that is the case. I think the offer was great. And the offer, I believe, was for uh, the exact item that was uh, that was being as used as a giveaway. That was also going to be the prize because at $140, you can pretty much use that as your main giveaway because we like it to be between $100 and $200. So that's fine. I think that's 100% in line. And you got like, you know, 6,000 people to, to sign up. And I think you ran two different contests. One was for a different product, which was similar, um, that could be related. But the other one that you just recently did was 100% for the new product. So let's just kind of say here that that part worked. Okay. We got an email list of people that are our, our target mark, market you know, that we know that are interested in this thing because they raised their hand um, and they they wanted it or they would love it for free, okay? So they would want to win one. But they also let us know that they're in, they're, they're in this market. They're interested in this market, okay? So the list building part worked, okay? So let's check that one off, all right? The problem is, is that after you built this list of these people that you know are your target market, you sent out three emails like we talk about and you got traffic there. Uh, and like Chris said, we probably could have tweaked the title maybe a little bit and got a better open rate because if we got a better open rate, that means we would have gotten more clicks. And if we got more clicks, you might've made one sale, right? If it was even just 10 more people that, uh, that went ahead and, and, uh, you know, opened that, that email, then clicked the, the, the link inside would have, would have led them over. So even just 10 more people could have resulted in a sale, but it didn't. Okay. So that's, again, we kind of look at it like we try to reverse back at the process. So the first process, check, you, you did that right. The second part though that I'm looking at in now this is what we have to do is say like, well, okay, why didn't people buy? So what I did and Chris did is we went back and really started to look at 
your product. And we started to look at similar products selling for a lot less. Okay. And in some cases, three times your, your, your product is three times more than some product. We've seen some that are 40 bucks, you know, that are the same, pretty much the same or to the consumer may seem to be the same. Now you've said that you've bundled it with a lower ticketed price item, which, which is something that's great. Okay. And that's another thing that is also getting traffic. And Chris, what was the price on that lower ticket price that was, that's selling all by itself? Uh, somewhere $35 around 35. So maybe just maybe, and again, Chris, we'll dig into more here, but just thinking out loud here, maybe that offer needed to be that thing. And that way there, it would have been a lower ticketed price. So maybe you, you sell that item by itself or as a variation on that. So you can buy, you know, the one product by itself, the other product by itself. And then you have a bundle in that same listing. Does that make sense, Chris? It does. And, and for me, that's, that's definitely something you can do, Scott. And so what, what you're thinking there, just to clarify for everybody and mostly for myself and I guess for everybody listening, you're talking about driving them to that, that thing. So let's just say we're selling um, a garlic press, a garlic roller, right? But what we really want to sell is the garlic press and roller bundle. Yes. And we're going to drive them to the garlic press by itself from the email because it's a lower price point. Right. And we're then going to let them choose whether they want that or they want the bundle. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And because I think in this case, this isn't an impulse buy, right? If you're, if this you're, is definitely not an impulse buy. No, you're going to do some research. You're going to want to make sure that, uh, you know, maybe with some of the top brands out there, and that's another, the other thing that you and I discovered is that there's some top brands that are, you know, selling 800 to a thousand a month. Now, going back to how do we figure out how many we need to sell in order to rank? Well, that's an indicator, right? We need to break down that number and go, okay, the average seller is selling between four and 800, let's say. You know, some are selling 1,000, some are selling, you know, 250. But for the, more, for the majority, let's just say it's, you know, four to, four to 600, let's call it. Well, we have to sell that many per day in order to even come close to ranking, so in the beginning, I would have looked at that too. Now, I'm not saying that this is a throwaway product, like forget about it. It's not going to work. I think it can still work, but I think you're going to have to have another lead-in offer that will get people there. Um, the other thing is, and I, I think, and I don't know, Chris, if you agree or not, but I think this type of market is definitely brand-driven in a sense, especially when you're spending premium for it. Uh, do you agree? For sure. For sure. I you know, it is, it is definitely one of those products that if I were looking at it and again, you know, this may be observation bias, Scott, but if I were looking at it, I would be looking at the brand names because I know the brand names in this space. Right. And most people who are into this space know the brand names in this space. That's not to say that you can't create a name for yourself, mm. but that is to say that it becomes much harder to be the premium product in a space if no one has ever heard of you. Now that may not be the issue as much with your launch list, but even if you were to rank, Scott, if you're at, and what we're seeing here is basically we're at triple the price point of mm -hmm. the major brands. Yeah. Um, even with that additional product, right, we're at triple the price point. So let's just call it 2X. We're, we're at 2X the major brands. The organic shopper, the person going to Amazon to look for this product is going to default to the major brand at that point mm -hmm. because they have no idea who you are. 
And one of the one of the perks of being a premium product, generally, Scott, is that you get some of the benefit of the doubt in terms of price point, right? They say, oh, well, it's more expensive, so it must be better. But in this space, because there's so many well-known brand names that are known for quality, that may not necessarily be the case, especially at double at double the price point. Mm. And if it was, you know, if it was twelve dollars to twenty-four dollars, that would be one thing. If it's fifty dollars to a hundred dollars, or in this case, you know, one hundred and forty dollars, that's a totally different thing, at least in my book. Because you have to then go research the brand at yeah. that point. If I'm spending 100 bucks on something, that's kind of a, a, a point at which I do a little bit more research than something like 19 to 40. Well, and, you know, without giving the product away, you know, there's definitely some research that's going to go into this thing because of the use that, you know, or the how people are using it. And, you know, and then you're comparing it to other statements that, you know, the major brands are are, you know, saying, you know, it's kind of like me, like I have a Mustang, right? I have an old classic Mustang. If I'm going to buy an aftermarket, you know, transmission, you know, for three grand, I'm going to look at, you know, what the, you know, the actual official one is, and I'm going to try to match that stuff up. Right. And I'm going to see if everything is aligned before I go and do that. And also I'm going to think if I don't buy Mustang like, or Ford, like, you know, products, then it's not going to be maybe as good. Or maybe, in this case, maybe if I ever resell it, that would kind of like devalue the car. I don't know if that's a good enough example, but it kind of makes sense to where you you are going to be doing that kind of research saying like, okay, well, I'm looking at these numbers here. I want to make sure that this here is is what the the um you know the products that fit that particular you know uh, product is going to work. You know what I mean? So you you're going to be looking at those things as far as like comparing apples to apples um, because of the use of this product. So hopefully that makes sense. So I guess the big question is, Chris, is this right? I built a big email list that works, right? And now what do I do? I got no sales. How, how do I do this? And, and how would I, how would you relaunch this? So I'd love your take on that, Chris. What, what's your, what's your first uh, thought? So my first thought here, Scott, and he said, I got thousands of opens, which is great. Mm-hmm. I got hundreds of clicks, which is great. Right. But we got no sales. Well, we know from our email launch list, like our ideal Amazon conversion rate is somewhere around 10%, right? If you're, if you're converting 10%, you're doing pretty good. You can improve that to about 20. If you're doing worse than that, you have a lot of room for improvement. Well, right now we're converting at zero. So there's probably some room for improvement. But are we converting at zero because we didn't get traffic? Or are we converting at zero because of something on the listing? Well, if we got hundreds of clicks, we should be able to have at least one sale there. And we know from our email lists that we generally convert at 5 to 6% from that, which is going to be a little bit lower than the organic traffic on Amazon. But that makes sense because we're pulling people out of whatever it is that they're doing when they're on Amazon, they're there to buy stuff. Right. So I would expect to see somewhere between a, you know, maybe a three and a 6% conversion rate, which means we should have seen at least a handful of sales here. And we didn't, but it's not because we didn't have people on the listing. So for me, the next step then would be to take a look at the listing and to take a look at that price point, because what I'm going to do, if it's something that's $100 or $90 in the case of his launch promo, is I'm going to look at the listing, and then I'm going to look at the competition to see what else is out there. And for me, at $90, you know, Wasim did call out that his photos need a little bit of improvement. That would be the, the first place that I would start. But I would also take, Scott, on this, I would take a look at the bullets, and I would take a look at the title. The title to me, and I, I said this to you, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, you know, it's got all the keywords in it. 
but it's not written in a way that makes any sense. Um, mm. At least to me, as someone who knows a little bit about this product, it feels like it's missing some words um, that would connect that for me. And if I'm glancing at it, you know, I don't really notice it. But if I sit down and actually read what the thing is, it's missing some words. And that, that kind of threw me off in terms of uh, how comfortable I felt with the product. And then the same thing in the bullet points. You know, we have some really great bullet points here. But the first two are single word bullet points that don't tell me much about the product. Do you kind of feel the same way about the, the top half of that listing? I, I or do. do you have something different? No, I, I agree 110%. And the Ooh. one, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree a lot on that. And my, my concern is, and it's kind of too late at this point, but I would have gotten all of that stuff ready before I would have pushed people to that listing. You have one chance at the traffic once you drive it there. So I wouldn't have, I would have built the email list maybe, but I wouldn't have maybe sent them that promotion if my stuff wasn't ready. But at this point, if you've already built the list, you've probably got your product already. So there's no reason why you couldn't have taken better pictures um, and you couldn't have really, really dialed in the optimization on that. Um, I think pictures are definitely going to sell, but I think also in those bullets, you need to, to yell, uh, you know, yell out what those features are, because this is a feature and a benefit driven product. Um, but people will be looking at the features in this one to make sure that it aligns with the major brands. So that stuff needs to be super, super clear. So I think that having a hundred people go to that listing and not one person buy shows me that there is a conversion problem and that has to do with either the product not looking like, you know what I mean? As far as the product that, that they're comparing to, it could also be that you don't have a lot of reviews on it and everyone else has 800 plus reviews. Uh, you know, that could be an issue, which that's going to be a hard one to fix until you really get, uh, you know, a lot of sales. Um, but I think more importantly here is the price point. I think the price point, even you discounting the price at, you know, 35% or whatever and giving it away for $90 to them, they're like, well, I can get the same one over here by a major brand for $48 or whatever, right? Or even $60, right? It's still, it's, it's, I get, I'm getting the major brand versus the off-brand, if you want to call it that, because you haven't built up a, a brand yet that people are following you and going, oh, I want that because that's the, the expert in this market and, and I, want to, I want that product from them. Not even an influencer. An influencer probably would have been a better approach at this because then they would have put their stamp of approval on it. Um, but in this case, I'm looking at it like 100 people landed there. We didn't convert one sale. That's a problem with the listing and probably with the product itself. Okay. Or you just not, uh, you know, saying exactly what the product is, especially those driving features that people are looking for and the benefits and then the price point. Like, I'm not sure what we're going to do with the price point, because I think just even looking at the research, if I was doing the product research on this, that would have been a red flag to me. The other thing that would have been a red flag. And I know Chris, we weren't going to go into like the product research stuff here, but we, I think we have to, um, because this is an important point to make is when you are looking at products. You have to look at what it's going to take you to launch on Amazon and get traffic. 
Okay, you have to look at that. And in this case, if I was looking at all the numbers, and I just did a video on this, uh, I'll actually link it up in the show notes, uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash 462. Um, I will link that, that up in the show notes. It's a little video I put together showing you kind of how to see the competition and what you are going to need to do to rank and, and a couple other features um, or optimization tweaks that you need to make in order to rank. But that is there, uh, and I'll I'll go ahead and I'll embed that inside of this uh, this episode on the blog. But I think we need to look at that stuff. That stuff is so important when you are researching a product. And in this case, you need to have deep pockets. I hate to say it, but... You know, you have to, in, in, in order to get traction and to get eyeballs, you have to either spend a ton on pay-per-click or you have to be able to come in at a lower price point to get traction and then slowly increase your price. But when you're, when you're buying a product for $70, that's the only, I mean, literally $70 landed. Then you got Amazon fees on top of that, right, Chris? I mean, that was 70 landed and then additional fees. Well, he said the, the break-even retail price. So it sounds like he calculated that okay. with the fees. Okay. Okay. So good. So let's just call it $70. We still have our competition with major brand pull that are, you know, selling for 45 bucks. So how do you compete with that? The only way for me right now is, is then I'd have to go out and find influencers in my space that could put their stamp on it and say, this is the one that I recommend because it's really awesome. And it does this, this, and this, and major brands do this, but this one does it better or something like that. What's your thoughts, Chris? I feel the same way. And, and Scott, I've been doing some digging here while we are on, and I did find some other people finally that are selling at a similar price point. Um, but it's a different product. It's not the exact same product as the one that was is selling. Um, the one I found that is at a similar price point, it's at $109 is only selling 140 something. Uh, I think it was 147. I'm going to run jungle scout again real fast a month among five color variations and three sizes. Mm. So we're not where, where you and I were seeing that there's tons of depth and demand is definitely at the lower price point in this market. Mm -hmm. Now there is, there's always a market for a premium product. And what you and I have typically said in the past is, you know, you're going to get 30% of people give or take. And we, we see almost exactly 30% of that demand in the higher end product. The problem is there's a huge jump in price point. So you're mm -hmm. not going to get any of those people that are on the fence. Right. Right. The reason that a higher price point has worked for you and I, and some of the, the products in the new brand is, Yes, we are double the price point, right? But it's $24, not $12, <laughs> not going right. from 50 to 100, which is, you say, uh, it, it's a lot easier to rationalize that in a $12 jump than it is in a $50 jump. And so we need to have something that really, really stands out to this market. Um, you know, Scott, I think if, if Wasim gets uh, those photos squared away, the bullets squared away and the titles squared away. He still does have a chance, but I think the price point is going to be the biggest thing that holds him back, at least until he's anchored. Mm -hmm. um, if we can break even at seventy, that means worst case scenario we break even, right? If we right. could sell it at seventy. So, what are your thoughts on? And we'll see. I know you're going to have a heart attack when you hear this. What are your thoughts on dropping it to like seventy-five bucks mm -hmm. and seeing what happens, uh, or even eighty dollars just to give us ten dollars in pay-per-click per unit to to play around with? turning on that PPC. And I, I would say I would still attempt to relaunch this mm -hmm. to yeah. the email list. Yeah, yeah. Now I would give them a better offer this time. And here Wasim brought up something that we hear all the time with email lists, Scott, 
Let me see if I can find his verbiage because it was great. Um, what can be done now to relaunch this product after one failing attempt? Taking into account, I already told my audience that the deal was over and I don't want to lose credibility with them by announcing the same deal again. That's a concern that we hear a lot. You know, I already told them that the thing was on sale. How do I tell them again in a way that doesn't let them know that I, I don't keep my, my word? And you and I have that conversation at least once a month mm-hmm. on stuff, Sure. whether it's in the new brand, you know, all, all of the stuff that we do. So how do you go about doing that? Mm. Well, I mean, okay. And I understand it. And you don't want people to be like, oh, well, you told me that was going to be the last time you would ever offer that. And for the most part, that's true. That particular deal. Now you could just say, you know what? Uh, you know, we're, we're doing a relaunch on this product. And I know in the past I've offered it for, for this amount. You could just go if you wanted to and don't even do the exact deal. Maybe this time you offer 30% off and not 35. That's the way that I think you can get around it without you feeling as though you're not giving them the same deal. Now, Chris, if you're saying to go ahead and give them even a better deal, I think that better deal might be something else that you can add or that you can give them additionally versus taking more money off the product. Um, but I'm not quite sure how we would do that. So it is a it is a tricky situation. Chris, I'd love your thoughts on that. Like, how would you get around it? Because I understand what he's saying, right? It's like, you don't want to say, guys, hurry up, get in. This is the last time you'll ever see this. And then, you know, a week later, you see it again. I, I do believe that that will hurt your credibility. But there's ways I think that if you creatively that you can get around it by thinking of another way to give them a deal that they would want to jump on. So there's a couple things. I don't know, Scott, if he put the exact price point of the product in the email. Okay. Um, if he didn't, then an easy way to do that would be to give them 30% and just drop the price point on Amazon. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, <laughs> because right. only 120 people saw the Amazon listing. Exactly. Exactly. The, the other way to do that is to do something. And Scott, you probably know this story. Uh, I believe it was EAS Nutrition, if you remember them. They used to, they, they were big in like the protein shakes in mm-hmm. the late, late eighties, early nineties. They're still around, but you can only really find it in like the grocery store, but they made their business big on direct mail, mm-hmm. which is very similar to email, right? Email is basically direct mail. that just doesn't come to your house. And their most successful promotion of all time was the, we bought too much promotion. They uh, sent out a picture of two tractor trailers pulled up at their dock and said, we bought too much. We need to sell it. here it is at 35%, right? You could do something similar to that. That works so well for them that they then, you know, sent the same exact thing out again, crossed crossed off one of the tractor trailers in the picture and said, we still need to get rid of the rest of it. And even though they they didn't have overstock, it worked really well for them. You could do something like that, right? Hey, I have too much stock going into spring. Sure. And we wanted to take care of you guys. We wanted you guys to get first crack at it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be slimy about it, but you can definitely do something like that. Hey, you know, we're, we're getting ready to clear out something or do something like that. Um, and if you want to, you know, if you want to hedge that, just say, if you want to actually call it out, that works really well too. Hey, we offered this previously for, you know, for $90, we're giving away right now for 75. If any of you guys grabbed it for 90, we know they didn't, but that way you call it out. You're letting your audience know that you'll continue to take care of them. If any of you guys picked it up for 90, just let us know and we'll refund you the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and you can do something like that too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that 
that elaborate. Now, the other thing is you can run sales. People run different sales all the time. All and the that's time. kind of the, the big deal, right? I, I mean, I'm staring. I, I helped my father mount a new television in the basement. And he was looking at it and looking at it and looking at it. And it was right around $1,000. And it went on sale Black Friday week for $1,000 versus, you know, the 1300 that I think it normally was. And the day he went to get it, the price changed back up. Right? Yeah. Well, I happened to have a, uh, I had looked at it on bestbuy.com. They were retargeting me with an ad that was still for 999. When you clicked on it, it went to 1399. So he got it for a hundred bucks, but it was selling at $1,200 then from the end of black Friday week until Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Guess what went on sale for 999 again yesterday? Yeah. The television. Right. right. And nobody, nobody really thinks about that because once you get past that, you're, you're out of that in terms of the eyes of the consumer. Right. It's been a while now since you since you've sent that email. There's not really anything wrong with offering it again. And the thing that people get caught up in, Scott, a lot of times with sales emails is they think that they have to come up with this really elaborate excuse. Right. It just has to be literally any reason. And I've talked about this in hot seats in the past about the study where they had people standing in line at the post office. Yeah. And they yeah. just said, can I get in front of you because I want to? Mm-hmm. That worked just as well as because I'm late, because I'm in a rush to get to work, because my wife is in labor, right? Mm. All of those things worked just as well as because I want to. And so you can do that. If you get a couple nasty emails, just respond to them and let them know that you're that you're happy to take care of them. But you didn't have anybody actually buy it at that price point. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, people and, and companies do it all the time, right? You see stuff go on sale for different prices at, at different times. And you never really notice it unless you were like really about to buy that product or you just bought that product. Mm. Right. If if he had bought the TV for nine ninety nine and it went on sale for eight ninety nine, you better believe he'd be going into Best Buy. But since nobody bought it, I don't think you really have to worry about that too much. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. No, it it does. And I think you know it just comes down to you have to understand that you know you you can give sales over and over and over again, and they can be the same, they can be similar, or you can just be creative and come up with something else. But you have to continue to to give offers, or else people can't buy. Um, Here's probably the other thing that I would do is I would find a way to either shoot a quick video or to write a blog post about the thing, right? And just talk about the benefits and the features, or maybe you do a comparison and you say, Hey, you know, for the 2018, you know, uh, you know, upcoming year, we wanted to do a, you know, a shootout between the two or, you know, uh, a review of each. And then this way here, you're calling out all the benefits and the features. And then people that are into that, into that market are going to be interested in that, in that, you know, kind of shootout, if you will. I mean, I used to always in the photography world, a, ca- a new camera would come out and I'd want to see how it was compared to my current one or the Canon. Um, so that's another way that you can kind of do it because you're kind of comparing the two side by side. You're just giving them information about the market and about, you know, the products that are, that are being sold in that market that you that you know that they're using. Same thing with fishing. I, we kind of use that now as an example. It's kind of like the you know the the new fishing rod that is last year's compared to this year's kind of thing, or the name brand versus you know uh, you know the off brand, if you will, or your brand. Um, and then this way here, you send them there, and then you have a link inside throughout. Um, that links over to your listing, but then at the bottom you can have a little call to action if you if you'd like to receive you know, whatever, uh, 25% off, you know, during the month of whatever, you, you know, they can have it. And then this way here, you can always go back in and change that link if you want to. 
Um, but that'd be another way to do it because then you're not driving directly to a sale. You're driving them to information, but it's a, directly about the product. Um, and I'd give that a try. The other thing is that we didn't really talk about, Chris, is, you know, out of 6,000 emails, he had 1,000 opens. Like, I'd be sending to the non-opens, too. Like, there's 5,000 people that never opened your email. So I would come up with a different headline that would get them uh, to open. I would, I would grab their attention with something else, maybe a question, um, and then just get them to open the email. And I would see how that would work. Um, so I would definitely work on that because we got 5,000 other people that have not seen it. So who knows out of those 5,000, there's probably going to be someone that would possibly buy it. Um, so that's my, that's my thoughts as far as like going back and kind of reverse engineering, like what happened and seeing where we can improve and, and some things to think about. I think the last thing to really mention here is I would not abandon this market. I think it's a great market, but I would find lower priced items that I could sell in this market that could lead people into my brand. And then from there, you will have an offset. So this way here, when you are building this list, we can build the list and we can get paid back for the, the build of the list and then have this list that's technically free that now you can always be leveraging and then driving over to your current products or eventually use that, that lead-in product, that you know $29 product. You can lead in with that and then on the back end of that, when you want to get a little bit more sophisticated, you can then drive them to an upsell offer for your other product or even just giving them a discount, something like that. Um, so that's kind of like my... My final thoughts there, Chris, I think. What about you? Yeah, and I would say there's definitely some legs in this product, Scott. I don't, I don't think it's a bad product. I think I, th I think we, we need to make some changes to the listing. We need to make some changes to the price point probably, at least until we get established. We may be able to bump that back up, right? And if, if we're making $10 a unit, that's not bad. But for something that we're spending $70 on, we, we definitely want to make more than that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. ideally if we can make $70 a sale, that would be awesome. Right. And if we were selling one a day or two a day, that would be great. That would, you know, what we look for Scott is to make a hundred dollars a day. So if we could sell two of these a day at, you know, $50 profit each, then that would be kind of the ideal scenario. That would mean he'd need to sell them for $120. Yep. I think we can get back to that price point and still sell two a day. I, I, I don't think that's unrealistic. But we do need to clean up the listing. We definitely need to get the professional photos in there. I would get PPC running. That's going to give you all kinds of data. And that's going to give you more consistent traffic to that listing. That's another thing that we need to see. You know, we talked about we got 120 people to see that listing. Well, if we had 500, maybe we would have converted at that 5 or 10% that right. we like to see. Right. 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 Because that, that math just works out. If the second 100 people all buy the product then we convert at a great rate. We're looking at that kind of at a at a higher level up. You can't just say, oh, well, I got 100 people and it didn't convert. We have to keep in mind that the more that traffic comes in, the higher that rate will get, right? Yeah. So I would do those things. I would relaunch list whenever you figure out, get, get the listing squared away first, relaunch it to that list, turn on PPC, and definitely, 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 this is a market that will come back to you again and again and again. You picked the right kind of market to build a brand. Absolutely. In. Absolutely. We just need to find some lower price point entry level products so that we can get them. The word that I'm going to start using, Scott, is indoctrinated, mm -hmm. right? Or you'll, you'll hear uh, other people say, we need to build a culture. Yep. Yep. Uh, a little culture. It, it's not culty, but it's a culture. Uh, and we need to get those people familiar with us. And then they'll buy the higher price point product from us. And w we see that in the new brand as well. They're willing to buy higher price stuff from us because they've bought other stuff from us in the past. Absolutely. And 
once you start to do that with lower price point products, you have a much bigger base that you can then launch this stuff to. Right? Yeah, and we haven't even so, talked about like retargeting and all that stuff that you can do down the line. But I, I think, you know, again, Chris, just to kind of wrap this up, uh, you know, we like to keep these at our 30 minute mark because that's kind of what we do live. Uh, and if you guys ever want to attend one of these live sessions where we do this and we get a little bit more interaction um, from the, the hot seat attendee, um, we're going to be doing a, a few more probably in 2018. We haven't confirmed a date yet, but um, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live and you can register there or get on the list of uh, interest list that is um, for when we do announce that we'll let you guys know, but uh, there are a lot of fun, but yeah, just to kind of wrap up with some action steps here. And I think it's pretty clear. Number one, uh, you know, look at your listing, clean that up, get it right before you do anything else as far as sending any more traffic there. Like naturally you're going to get traffic there probably just organically, but not all that much. I would clean up your, your title and make that where it makes sense, but also has your, your keywords in there that you want to rank for. Um, definitely go over the bullets. I would focus on the, the top two and three because they're the ones that are going to be drawing the most attention. Um, I would work on those. Um, and then also on the, on the back end, we haven't even talked about that, but I would definitely make sure that that was all, all optimized as well. And your description, you want to make sure that everything is, is very clear there. That would tighten up that. And that's, Number one, we got to get that right. Second part is, you know, create that piece of content that you can drive people to from your email list without really saying like, hey, go over there and get this discount and try that. And I would also go after my non-opens and I would try to get them engaged. I would try to get them to uh, to start to to see, you know, the content and then also the product because if they see it, there's a chance they could buy it. Um, and, and again, the last thing is I think finding that lower priced item. I love the market you're in. I think it's great. I think that there's a ton of potential. I just think that you have to find lower ticketed price items to get interest because it's, they're more of an in, impulse buy. And then from there, once they trust in the brand, then they'll start looking at your other stuff. And I know you said you're kind of strapped for cash. Well, it may take a little while, but I would start with one product at a time and again, think about this for a, a high priced item, like you have spending $70, you could launch, gosh, probably seven to 10 new products with that same budget. And then think about that. You have that many more pieces of real estate technically on Amazon that could bring people into your higher priced items. So I love it when people say, I want to go after higher priced items. That's awesome. But understand it's going to take deeper pockets. That's going to take a lot more for you to get ranked. And if you're going to do anything as far as a giveaway, it's going to cost you more in, in the end because you're going to be giving discounts on products that you want to break even for, but you have to make it really irresistible on that on that offer. Um, so that's what I'm going to leave you with, Wasim, and anyone else that's listening that might be in a similar situation. Um, the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 462. Again, I will include that video of me going through the product kind of analysis as far as like finding out what you are going to have to sell per day in order to rank and optimization and stuff there. That'll be, that'll be there as well. And then if you are interested in building your own email list, 
you can go over to uh, emaillistworkshop.com. We just uh, created a, a new URL there for that. We we used to direct people to theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. You can still go there. It'll take you to the same spot, but it's emaillistworkshop.com. And we show you exactly how we're building an email list and how we, we are, uh, you know, sending traffic to our listings and converting um, through that workshop. So, Chris, is there anything else you want to wrap up with before we sign off? I do want to kind of echo, Scott, what you were just talking about for a second, because I think that can't be understated. Higher price point items are awesome if you have deep pockets. For $70, we could launch seven products in the 19 to $45 price range, right? Most of our, our products cost us around $10, including Amazon fees and that kind of stuff. Does, is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I'd say um, landed landed like five, 10, five 10, bucks 10, per, per unit, and then you have the, the Amazon fees. So yeah, I would say 10 bucks. So, so that for us, we would be able to launch seven to 10 products, right? Which that then can bankroll the $70 product for us. Exactly. And so I would find some of those products for sure and, and figure out a way to make that work. But don't give up on this product either because there is definitely a market there. We just have to dial in the dials. And with a $140 price point, it's just a little bit more of dialing usually exactly. than something that's a that's an impulse buy. So I think it's great. I think you have an awesome email list. I think the product is probably pretty cool. I may end up actually picking one up because I do need one. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things where we're going to have to play with it a little bit before we can get it to work. And realistically, if we can sell a handful of these a day, we can make this a, a successful product. So it's definitely there. We just have to finalize some of the details. Yeah. And I, I just want to, before we do sign off, I wanted to say like we are in the new brand, we are doing this reverse of the way Wasim did it. We started with lower priced items, anywhere from, well, we have some that are $14.99, but then those are just a couple. But then from there, anywhere from $20 to $24, somewhere in that range. Our goal now is to find a couple of products that are in the $30 to $50 range. See, so we're working ourselves up the ladder. And I know exactly. And some people out there, some gurus or whatever you want to call them that are teaching are saying, well, just avoid all that and go right after the more expensive products. And that's fine. But the one thing you have to understand is it is going to cost you a lot more money to get started just with the product purchase itself, but then the marketing aspect of it, it's going to cost you more and you have to be willing to spend that. And that could be spending an extra $20,000 in order to get ranked and to start getting regular sales because you're competing with, you know, a, a product that's doing 30 to 50 to 75 sales a day. Okay. So those are things you just need to be aware of. I like going the other way, low priced items starting at between, you know, like I said, $19 to $40. We actually had a couple that were uh, around $14.99, but actually they've increased up to $17.99 because we're slowly increasing that. Probably get it close to 20. But um, now we're looking for products that are going to fill it out and we're going to be able to find those products that are, you know, even $29.99 to $49.99. That's going to be our next thing in the new brand. So anyway, just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Um, all right, Chris, I think that's going to wrap it up for this hot seat. This has been, uh, this has been really good. This is different. We haven't done one like this that was talking about list building and, and kind of how to get that stuff to work. And I think by going through this, I hope that you guys can see how you reverse engineer back through the process. You have to go back and say, okay, where, where can I improve? And right here, I think we've established everything throughout that entire chain. So hopefully you got value from that. Um, good luck to all of your list building out there. Again, to give you guys the link, emaillistworkshop.com is where you can find that or theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. You can find that resource. 
and it's a workshop that we walk through that entire process. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 462 and uh, all the show notes and that video that I'm going to put there will be included in there as well. All right. So guys, that's it. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me today from Pennsylvania down in the basement. Chris, you ready? I am. Are you ready to let your parents hear you say the magic two words? Oh, they'll hear me. They'll be very confused. (laughs) On the count of three, one, two, three, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.